This week on the BevCast, Dunstans check in anytime they like, but you can never leave. One extra star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BevCast. Hey, 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 BevCast. Episode 584. Hooray! Yay! We made it! Man, those numbers go up, and I am so happy about them. <laughs> Me too. So am I. Uh, this will be in the transcript. Let us introduce ourselves. <laughs> My name is Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And what we do... I'm sorry, I'm going to stop talking for AI <laughs> translation purposes. <laughs> We're, Spotify translates our stuff okay, now, so, so it... It's disturbing. I'm making myself enunciate more clearly so it's that... Not working it's right. also, uh, when it reads in transcript, it reads like bullshit. It's just like, wow, these guys don't have anything to say. I mean, it, that's pretty much accurate to the audio form, but yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, introduce ourselves. Uh, I, we already did that. I'm Harlow. I have to tell you what we do each and every time. Uh, we, sure. We, we, uh, we watch this as a quote-unquote bad movie, uh, and then we come in here and talk about them, and then they get ratings. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one of five jocks and robot jocks. Hell yeah, robot I, jocks. I mean, robot Fuck jocks. Yeah. Everyone loves robot jocks. And if Hooray. they don't, they're a dick. Yes. Uh, and But there are bad, bad movies. And stay away. They're getting negative sliding scale. One to five bags isn't giant bags of trash. Ooh. You don't want them. Like the vessels we're going to put them in. You don't want them. So. May God have mercy on yourself. Uh, speaking of vessels, <laughs> I don't know that sometimes they... We, we, we live in them for a while, uh, and then we, we leave them. Uh, we, we, you know, like we sometimes do, we are paying tribute to oh a... This is your segue. This yes. is your fucking segue. Yeah, I mean, uh, a vessel is a body that holds a soul for a little while or something. Oh, I don't know. Christ. I um, quit. I'm done. <laughs> this is do how it. you honor Paul Rubens. I, I can't mean, do this anymore. Yeah, I pity the fool of <laughs> honor Paul Rubens in this way. <laughs> Uh, yes, his most well-known role in uh... 1996's Dunstan Checks In. That's what we watched uh, in honor of uh, the late Paul Rubens and that uh, so eloquent uh, tribute. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. He was like, okay, you can watch this other movie or you can do a tribute to Paul Rubens. And I'm like, dude, Paul Rubens. And uh-huh. he's like, okay, here, Dunstan Checks In. <laughs> Like you son of a bitch! I mean, where did you think that was gonna go? <laughs> I mean, we are the bad movie fiends. I know so we have but to cover it. He's in know. other bad movies, but not Dunstan checks in. No, he is I mean, in he, Dunstan he checks. In. Yeah, we're, oh, just, well, we're well. gonna discuss how bad of a yeah, bad okay, movie okay. it is. Sorry, yes, he is in what scale of a bad movie? It he's might not be. in Dunstan checks in as much as I wanted him to be in Dunstan. No, checks he's because uh, once he checks in, movie checks up. Yeah, it does check up actually. It's it's kind of simultaneous to his arrival, but that's yeah. also I mean it's it's tonally it, it tonally it no, it tonally takes a turn for at least ten minutes where it's actually like bordering on a good comedic movie. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah. it, it checks back out from there. Um Yeah. Anyway, but yes. Dunstan checks in. This is a uh kids movie, I guess, from nineteen ninety six. Um Yeah. kind of. Sure. Uh, There's a couple scenes that you're like, uh what? Well, I mean, as, movie, what? at some point, I mean, I don't want to front load it. I mean, after that touching tribute that I just gave to the late Paul Rubens, um, I don't want to front load with uh, with messaging. But uh, I, I do want to eventually, we will probably discuss the messaging of this movie. You know, far be it for me as not a parent. The only, the only, uh, the only perspective I have is having once been a kid. And um, then thinking oh, back. Oh, you were a kid once? Yeah, once once upon a time. Uh, and thinking back about the things that I ingested and, and perhaps how they shaped me. And then now in my adult form, looking back and going, perhaps maybe this wasn't the best of choice for a thing to me, for me to have watched. Mm-hmm. And so I can look at this movie in that same way. Uh, but I don't, like I said, I don't want to get into that now. We'll, we'll save that for later. Yeah. Uh, basic plot wise, uh, Mr. Jason Alexander. Um, George Costanza of the Jungle in this movie mm-hmm. uh, is the hotel manager of the Majestic, which is supposed to be the hoiest of toyiest hotels in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, A lot of hoity-toity hotels in New York City. Yes, but this is the hoitiest of the toyiest. Yes, very toit. Um, it's he's the manager, but the place is run basically is by owned. owned by well. She's the trophy wife, clearly, of this really old dude, but it's Faye Dunaway, uh, mm-hmm. I believe Academy Award winner, <laughs> Faye Dunaway. Yes. Uh, 
Fort Dunstan checks in. Right. Uh, she's basically like the, I've married this guy, and then I'm just kind of running his life kind of now, uh, and everything has to be exactly the way I like it. And that that kind of that she doesn't really have a character beyond yeah, that. I yeah, mean, she's just, just... introduced walking into the uh, the lobby and saying that it's three degrees too cold, right? And that there are two butts in an ashtray and like just basically yeah, the, nitpicking the, the door shit out of was too slow. I mean, they they have a yeah. code for when she walks in, like you know, yeah. like panic at button mm-hmm. mode. Um, anyway, so she's just that archetype. Yeah. Uh, Though I have a question about the hotel. Okay. Do you think this hotel was already dated and? weird you mean like like back th- then art deco vibe yeah i mean because apparently a lot of this was filmed in an actual hotel that okay. exists sure i mean if, if if you've not been to new york city a lot of the older hotels are still very art deco themed because that's when most of the city yeah. went up <laughs> i mean they, they just didn't really change they just they were built really well at the time and they mm-hmm. withstood so i mean okay. yeah yeah well maintained as well. Well maintained, yeah. yeah so yeah, because it just feels like a very dated hotel. Yes, but I mean that's. And I'm wondering if it's just it felt that way even. I mean, in the, the thing that doesn't come across is I mean most of the those hotels have now kind of turned into disrepair or slightly, you know, m- most of them haven't maintained the you know we are the five star top of the tier. Mm-hmm. I mean because because they've two, been bought by Marriott and right and, corporate you know, to death and, they, or, and, and or they just you know they smell like fifty years of cigarette smoke that you just can't get rid of. I mean no matter what you do so. Okay. Yeah. I'm just so. Anyway. Anyway, that's Hotel Corner. Yeah. <laughs> I've just I've stayed or been in a couple mm-hmm. of New York hotels, and this is very on the money. I have so, not. Yeah. I always stayed with cousins in New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> it was way cheaper. Sure. Uh, but yes, yeah, uh, but he, Jason Alexander. He runs yes. the place. He's a widower. His wife died somehow. I guess uh, he she, killed her. Probably, or the kids killed her. Perhaps they killed her. Yeah. Uh, he has two kids that are '90s kids, in that they're awful, and they they think the you know they want to prove Galileo wrong. <laughs> you know, the, everything revolves around them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they are very much presented as having no situational awareness whatsoever. Right, just being foils. I mean, that's the thing is, like, kids were written for a long time where it was just they were the real villain in the movie. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, because. Every kid was an agent of chaos. Yeah. I mean, it's like, why are you doing, why is this structure exist, man? What are you doing going to a job? How dare you go to work and provide for me, man? In their defense. Yeah. In grades, all of them. Jason Alexander apparently doesn't have them in school or locked down as they should be. Oh, they're just, <laughs> like, they're, they're hotel schooled. I mean, they can't be homeschooled because <sighs> right. they live in a hotel, but room schooled. Something like that. They're terrible. They're both terrible. Yeah. Perhaps it's summer break. They're introduced doing pranks on people who work there. Yeah. Uh, that's really all we get as far as backstory of them, too. And we're supposed to care because they're the main characters of the movie, basically. Uh, but they're shit, and I hate them, and everything they do is wrong. Basically. Yeah, I mean, caring much. for the monkey is, a, is an okay act, but... Not for that fucking monkey. That's a bad monkey. I, I mean... It, he's bad because of, he was taught to be bad. I mean, but... that's, that's definitely nurture, not nature. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they nurtured the nature out of him. Yeah. Um, turned him into a criminal. Yes, and that's the other thing is, all right, so amongst the guests, uh, we have, I, I forgot to look the guy's actual name up, but the guy from Beetlejuice who was um, the artist guy. Oh, uh, Otho? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who's Glenn it? Shaddix. Yeah. He he's in this, and you know he. I mean, we're introduced to him, and just you know the myriad of cartoony, hoity-toity guests that would be staying in a place like this. I mean, it's him with his little dog named Neil. Is Neil. it just he's, Neil? He's I kinda, named after the astronaut. I know yeah. he kept saying that story, but I feel like he initially was like his name is actually Neil Dees or something like that, or something extra, not beyond just Neil. <laughs> nope, just Neil like, Dees right. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, at first, I thought he he said his name was Needle, and then he was like he went into the. The explanation yeah, that he's named after Neil Armstrong. But anyway, uh, there's, you know, an opera lady, you know, just all just a fat lady. It's who, opera lady, another rich lady. Yeah. And then uh, Lord Rutledge. Lord Rutledge. Who walks in with a, you know, a conspicuous trunk that makes gremlin noises. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Early on in the movie, they 
Dunstan basically has Gizmo's voice. Yeah, I mean, it's more. I mean, Frank Welker is one of the people in this, so I would go. It's more the Gremlins' voices and not Howie Mandel. <sighs> oh, like but yes. the other Mogwai. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I mean, it's just he's in the credits, so I mean, but that also okay, could have been yeah. just for random grunts and monkey noises too. Uh, but yes. Anyway, he's. It's again. This movie doesn't bother with too much backstory. I I'm guessing he was a magician, perhaps. Or just maybe always was a criminal and came into oh, possession well, of I mean, two they, monkeys. They, I don't know. They did give us backstory on that via a photograph. Oh, he they? he had two monkeys, right. Samson and Dunstan, uh, and he did some that picture that they showed when basically when they introduced Dun, Dun, mm-hmm. Dunstan. Um, they had some sort of you know circusy act. Okay. So yeah, so he was a circus-like guy with with some apes, and then I guess he trained them to turn bad, yeah. Train them to become jewel thieves or cat burglars, yeah. but monkey burglars, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the cat burglaring and it doesn't mean that there's cats doing it, but it's more of a active, quiet subterfuge, right? Uh, anywho, um, yeah. So that's basically the story, and then the kids. One of the kids finds the monkey, and then it becomes a Harvey situation in that no one believes that the monkey's real and that the kid's making it up. And the monkey keeps quietly causing chaos, and the kids keep getting blamed. And then Paul Rubens finally shows up, and the movie gets better. Uh, <laughs> I just mean, like, that's... Slightly pr- better. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, it's 30, 30 to 40 minutes of that setup of, like, the kids being shits and the monkey... Yeah, and so there's also this subplot where the... The this magazine is sending someone to the hotel to uh, award it potentially award it an extra star. They're already a five star hotel, but they're they've decided to award six stars to some hotels, and they're going mm-hmm. to be evaluating this this hotel, the Majestic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they haven't told anybody who the evaluator is. So, um, well, Faye that's Dunaway how it should be right. Faye Dunaway is trying to guess who it is and decides it's Lord Ru- L- Lord Rutledge along the way. Yeah, because uh, he's poking around looking for Dunstan who's checked out on him. And... Right. Meanwhile, it's actually Glenn Shaddix, um, to no one's surprise. Right. And No one over the age of, like, six. Right. <laughs> um, and there's yet another subplot that the uh, hotel is hosting its crystal ball which is sure. its premier event every year, and the, apparently the event of the season. Mm-hmm. It's your it's your ticking clock slash MacGuffin, right? And the other the other subplot sub 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 subplot mm-hmm. is that uh, Jason Alexander is supposed to take his kids on vacation after the Crystal Ball, and Faye Dunaway has said no. Once we get that sixth star, you'll be here doing interviews with me, and. Continuing um, to disappoint your kids. Yes, continuing to disappoint your children. Right. They were going to go to Barbados. Sure. That should be fun. I don't. I know where that is because I'm smart. <laughs> you don't know where Barbados is. Tell me where it is. Where's uh, Barbados? It's near. Yeah, it's wrong. It's right near the beach. It, oh, is it, it? No, that's Jamaica. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's real near a beach. <laughs> Not the same. Jamaica beach. is down by the beach. Yeah. Anyway. Those are the other things that are going on, and various things are happening to screw them up. Uh, there's a whole, there's a goofy spa sequence. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, yes, yeah, so we have to talk about the spa sequence because we have to that, talk about how. Well, the I'm just saying that, that's that's when you start to question, truly question, is this a kids movie? I mean, well, it's just one scene. Like it's just one scene that is way over sexualized for a kids movie. All right. Um, there's that that aforementioned random rich woman is getting a massage mm-hmm. from, you know, big beefy dude. And she's like, oh, William, how wonderful are you? And he's like, I'm going to go get my special oil for you. And he leaves and Dunstan comes in as he yeah, leaves. Yeah, it's 30 weight. Yeah. Uh, and so Dunstan's like giving her the monkey walk on your back massage. And she's eating it up and responding in a very aroused manner. And saying things that are not appropriate for a children's movie, and then Dunstan starts smacking her on the bottom. Yeah, and uh, and then he walks out through a soggy puddle, and just... <laughs> yeah, um, but he's she's like, oh yes, more, more, and uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, they I, imply that Dunstan's fucking her. 
Yeah, I mean, but he's, I mean, they don't show him doing any fucking. All they show him is, like, doing the walking back and forth and the, and the butt smacking. I think implying that he's fucking her is a little bit generous. She's just a horned up old broad. That monkey fucked that horned up old broad. It happened. I watched the same movie you did. <laughs> I don't know why you want that so badly for this movie, but I don't. Anyway. I mean, that monkey wanted it because he, he was flipping channels and turned on Planet of the Apes, specifically the part where Charlton yeah. Heston kisses the, yeah. the girl monkey, and he was like... That monkey got ideas. Yeah, he was like, I like that. Mm-hmm. He was Maybe like, the monkey did fuck the like, horny. He's like, movie. I want a Charlton Heston of my own. Either way, this scene has no place in a kid's movie. Because it's one thing yeah. like, oh, you got to put something in there for the parents. Ha ha. And it's like... No, you don't. This is not that. If you make a good movie then the parents will enjoy it. Well, there, that's there's, there's a lot of weird pervy shit in this cuz like the 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 secondary kid, the annoying, I mean the number 2 kid. Let me just call him that cuz he's he's even more shit than the first kid. Yeah. Um he's He's the, old enough to know better. Yeah. So that makes but, him worse. You know, uh, young enough to not care. I I don't know. Uh but yeah, he's he's constantly like hitting on women and spying on them with the security cameras and talking about porn under his bed. I mean, he's just like his whole motivation he's is a like teenager, right? He's right. I'm just saying his entire thing is like, Oh, I would be helping or furthering the plot, but I'm too busy chasing ladies. So yeah, yeah that's just, I, I guess that's just teenager shit. I guess, you know? but it's just, it's a, it's a nineties movie. Teenager. It's an shit. odd tone for this movie for its intended audience, I think. But what is the intended audience of Dunstan I, checks in? I'm not sure, really. Uh, I would, I would like people who want a monkey to fuck an old woman. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to. I want movies to put their intended audience on the box, well, like video games, like E <laughs> yeah. for everyone, T yeah. for teen. Yeah, just so I know how to judge them. Like if it's supposed to be for six year olds, I mean, I think that's then... what the rating thing on this <laughs> kind of for. No, no, that's like who's allowed to go to that movie? Like who is it oh, appropriate for? You want okay. you want the target audience. I want the target audience. Yeah. Okay. So you tell me what Dunstan checks in target audience. Yeah. So you're more like a like a board game, like for ages three to three to six or yes. yeah, okay. Yes. That way when I lose that board game, I will know that I am an idiot. Or when I if I don't enjoy Dunstan checks in, right. then I understand that You will understand that it's you're, just you're your not age. smarter than a fifth grader. Right. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. All right, great. That's my rant for the podcast. Okay. But yeah, it's back to Dunstan um, and his checking in. Yeah. Uh, eventually. He, do, he, he does some criming. Yeah, he does. He goes and uh, robs the, the horned up rich lady's room. I, it's it's weird because it's treated like, a, oh, you failed. We've got to try again because very clearly the first time this Rutledge guy sees her, she's got a necklace on it, and that's the thing he's after is this necklace. Mm. But it never really comes off. He goes and ransacks the room and steals mostly a bunch of bullshit. He does empty out a jewelry box, but it's never really treated like, oh, he got you know $2 million worth of jewelry, but not mm. the $20 million rock that he really wanted. Well, but, he did end up grabbing all the jewelry. Yeah, but not. But I don't I think, think he got I, that necklace. I think she was wearing it or whatever. Yeah. Well, I I also think the whole point was like he gets back and he's angry because he's like stolen a gum wrapper and the the little crystal topper of a perfume bottle Mm -hmm. and like a decanter bottle and stuff like that. And then well, he did get the stuff that so he did get the stuff that that the guy wanted or a lot of the stuff. But But he showed him the he showed him the goofy stuff first. And then why why are we dissecting? Because that that (laughs) Dunstan's a card. Yeah, Dunstan's he's a monkey, right? Monkey shines. He's an orangutan. Um, orangutan shines. He's not a monkey. Orangutan shines. So, but that's the thing. Like, he's goofing, and the guy won't let him goof and gets mad at him, so then he doesn't get to, like, Dunstan doesn't give him the rest of the shit. Yeah, Dunstan's like, let Dunstan cook. Come on, man. This is my bit, man. This is the (laughs) bit that I do. Yeah, you're supposed to, yes, and me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that Dunstan, and then I give you the good shit. That's, Mm -hmm. That's how I'd play it as a monkey, but... And then we need a suggestion for orangutan. something an orangutan might do. Nine eleven. I don't know who the target audience is for this podcast. Oh wait, <laughs> we got a monkey funkin' while doing nine eleven. What the shit? Orangutans <laughs> can't melt steel beams. Arlo, this is are a fact. Sure oh my god, this is a fact. What are we doing? This is I no. Know. I can't wait to read the transcript of this on Spotify. <laughs> 
Same. <laughs> and scene. Oh, that Dunstan. Hmm. Yeah, so he crimes a bit. He steals some stuff. Yeah, and then they get angry, and he runs off, and that's when the boy finds him. Because like the boys had little like instances where like Dunstan's mess with him while he's just kind of well the occupying fr- the hotel, but he hasn't actually like seen him face to face yet. Kind of. What happens is he the kid has to walk uh, Neil, Oth- the Otho's dog, dog yeah. and he's walking him on the roof, and then Dunstan kind of like it climbs up and then sees him and then hides on a ledge the dog hears this or smells him or whatever or smells him yeah. yeah and straight up fucking jumps off the roof yeah the kid can't even hold on to the the leash of this little terrier you know i look i i i mean i've been a dog owner in my life but like i guess i've never been the kind of dog owner who's like i'm gonna put my dog in up on high places or take him for car rides mm-hmm. with the window down but like i've always had this uh fear of like dogs leaping from places that maybe it comes back to like european vacation you know with like the eiffel tower scene or something yeah. but like i've always had this irrational fear of like dogs leaping out of a car when their windows down or something shit mm-hmm. you know but yeah because i don't know i just think just that, losing like, all sense of well i just like you're driving by and yeah. sees a squirrel it's like oh my god squirrel and it's just yeah. like no we're going 40 miles an hour like, yep Anyway, but the dog does that, but lands in it because it's a mostly a kids movie. It lands in a, a soft dumpster, a, a stunt dumpster, and uh, is fine other than being covered with coffee grounds and banana peels and shit. Which he doesn't are... even wipe off of the dog no, before just, bringing him back to. Oh, yeah, no. he just takes him back and is like, "Sorry, I fucked up your dog." Oh, that's because kids are stupid. Yeah. And then expects a tip. Yeah, he was never getting a tip from that guy. Right? No, he's. Uh... Yeah, it did. Didn't matter if you brought that dog back covered in shit. Yeah, fucking millennials. But anyway. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Actually, yeah, I guess that kid is a millennial. Yeah, pretty like much. That. I mean, not quite. I mean, really, because he would have been a little bit older. I mean, mm. for the true term of millennial, you're like coming of age at the 2000, 2001 era. Mm. He was a little young. Well, this was 96. And what was that kid? Like 10? Yeah, he's, Maybe. I'm saying, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. he's. Yeah, yeah, that qualifies. I'm just saying, unfortunately, I think we got to own him as Gen, Z, or Gen X. You know, I don't want to, but I think we have to. Anyway. Mm. No, I'm no. a millennial, okay. and I'm older than that kid. Yeah. So. He's a millennial. Anyway, but yes, uh, yeah, so like he's now knows for sure that the monkey is here, and this is where we're in the situation where no mm-hmm. one believes him that the monkey's actually real. Uh, the shenanigans go on for a little while. They keep getting grounded and double grounded and mm-hmm. more grounded, and then they find out, you know, the whole we're not actually going to get to go on vacation. So he pouts a lot and tries to blow up his father's work again. Uh, yeah, they do a lot of stuff that like. Knowing, like, they should know the consequences. At least the older son should. Because an old an older brother would be like, no, we're shutting this shit down because we will get dad fired and then he will kill us. Right. You know, like, like there's no... Yeah, but that kid doesn't have a brain in his head. It's, yeah. it's further south. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. But, yeah, but, but anyway, eventually, uh, they don't believe him. Uh, uh, Lord... Fauntleroy or whatever the fuck that dude's name is. Rutledge. What's his name? Lord Rutledge. Uh-huh. Yeah. Eventually, it's the, the kid... Marquis of Queensbury. Yeah. Right? Eventually, the the kid and the kid and Dunstan meet up, and uh-huh. they're like, "Hey, we're buds now." Right. And that's when Lord Dunstan comes in and wants to murder Monkey Dunstan. Rutledge, or at least wants him back. Yeah, Rutledge just wants him back. He's like, "Baby, baby, come back." Yeah. You can blame it all on me. But uh, this this leads to them running through the hotel and trying to catch him. And yeah, they, through all that, you know, Jason Alexander doesn't believe him. Eventually sees the monkey and then is like, oh, shit, that's Dunstan. <laughs> and has he to points do, to the screen. And, and I will say this, like, this is why you hire Jason Alexander. Because, I mean, part part of it is just him running around with a monkey hanging on his head going, ah, damn it, but, monkey. Yeah, this is like, oh, so this is but, like, I think this is a point where the movie, like, for a little bit com- becomes a completely different movie. Because you, you pointed out the director of this went on to do episode, many episodes of The Office and Parks yeah. and Rec, some of the funniest shit that's ever been on television. He did right? the first and the last episodes of The Office okay. and then a bunch in between. Sure. But yes. But, like, I mean, just for the briefest period of time in this movie, you, you could see like the blueprints of somebody who understands comedy better than the rest of this movie. Because yes. the scene is, pre- I just, I want to paint the picture for the scene because okay. I think it's beautiful. He is 
like I, no setup because like this movie is like fuck setup, fuck backstory. It does not matter. It's for kids. They don't care. Um, but he is meeting with two little old ladies that are are thinking of booking his hotel for an event. They are representing some obscure ass skin condition. I don't yeah. remember what it is. It's not deadly, but it's unsightly. Yeah, I mean, because all yeah. the other good skin conditions were taken. Yeah, they might as well be like you know the eczema. Like it's not yeah. non deadly. Yeah. Like you know, like we're, we have an eczema foundation or whatever. Uh, and you know, they're all like, I mean, they're like super prim and proper. Yeah. Like 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 ladies just got the vote kind of dress basically right. and suffragettes yeah and like they they look like you know the little teacups and everything and then jason alexander has to keep excusing himself or he he doesn't have to excuse himself because the first time he sees dunston he's got his window that he can see that they're sitting with their mm-hmm. backs to faces out to this little garden that they have in this hotel he's trying to have this permanent proper conversation and explain why their hotel is better than the four seasons and then dunston just pops his head up into the into the uh, scene of this in the middle of him and he's just like I don't want to talk bad about the competition in the four seasons and Dunstan pops up out of nowhere and he just goes holy shit <laughs> and in yep. the proper Jason Alexander way and then has to excuse himself and then it is presented where we see this point of view where they don't do not see what's going on behind them plus mm-hmm. this completely 100% soundproof glass which is uh, just kind of a conceit of the, this yeah. entire movie you of have to course. you have to understand that if a door closes or there is any separation of a room that people cannot hear you because there's there's several like sound la- is based on sight. There's several like laundry shoot and shoot and garbage shoot scenarios where people clearly should be able to hear or see the person, but it's just like oh nope. you can't see me because I'm inside the shoot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he begins to fight with Dunstan who leaps on his face, and so he's having this screaming monkey fighting thing happening mm-hmm. behind the window while they keep cu- cutting to this completely quiet office with these ladies becoming more and more like they keep dumping little bits of alcohol or you know like yeah, a they, flat, the flask. Yeah, they have a flask that they're dumping into their, into their coffee and by the end they're just swigging directly out of the flask and getting drunker and drunker yeah. as they're waiting on him it's, yeah the thing is he comes in midway through just like <laughs> he, he's got like bits of he's got leaves stuck to him his yep. his ties, ties torn up. and he walks in and he doesn't even say anything and, and he's about to talk to them and then his cell phone rings he answers it. He goes, uh-huh. Yeah. And then he just looks at them and, 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 and just kind of... It also works because it's the comedic old, like, Star Trek phone, you know, yeah. like the hard flip. Yeah. But he, he snaps the phone shut, looks at them, literally just turns around and walks out of the room. And as he gets out of the room, he does the whole, like, looks back at him and just does the point, like, just just give me a minute. Yeah. And, and because it's Jason Alexander, it's yeah. sold exactly the way it should be. Mm-hmm. And Nobody does that, exasperated like Jason yeah, Alexander. Yeah, and it's exactly exasperated is the perfect word. And so he leaves. And is that when he meets with? Uh, yeah, that's like literally the next scene is like when Paul Rubens walks in. Was when in. Paul Rubens yeah, shows you know, up. I mean, he pulls up in his truck and his names. I they, they never say his name. I don't. think. They do. Buck Lafarge. Mm-hmm. Okay. It that's says it. it on the truck, but he also introduces himself. Later. I just don't feel like they don't they don't say it enough because I feel like that's a great stupid name for him well, in this role. You and know? there's just this. There's so many little details that you're like, did they do that? Or was this like, did Paul Rubens just show up and go, my guy should be doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to tell. Because he's got a golf bag and it's got head covers on it, but inside they're all shotguns. It's yeah, it's all. Yeah. It's basically the Casey Jones thing. I mean, I'm right. I'm yeah. wearing a Ninja Turtles t shirt for the live stream, but I mean, mm-hmm. like, I'm just saying that's kind of it. It's like he has various weaponry in a golf bag, a yeah. shitty old golf bag. Yeah, but but it's just like just the the sheer shittiness of it, mm-hmm. and yeah. just the way he sells all of it, I and mean, like the jumpsuit he's gone on, all of and it. even little things. I mean, there are there are roles like this that just don't seem to come around very often anymore, and I could point to like three of them. This being one of them, like this John Goodman in Arachnophobia and Ben Stiller in Heavyweights, where just a, like a comedic powerhouse will just come into like kind of a silly mostly kids movie and just fucking kill it in like one role you know mm-hmm. like the, I just I, I wish more people would be more willing to do these kind of things where it's just like yeah come in and like you could just be unhinged you will just whatever you think is funny do it yeah <laughs> well I I think so Jason Alexander and uh Paul Rubens are the only good things about this movie I'm gonna put that out there right now um yeah not even the monkey the monkey is just doing typical monkey shit uh, around yeah. town. Anyway, but Paul Rubens also is playing this, playing this character super straight. 
mm-hmm. which is what makes it funny. Like right, right. he just he just is he's not he he does a couple things that are that are funny weird things to do, but the entire time he's not like making jokes. He's not being jokey. Yeah, he's, not he's like just full doing Jim carrying out or anything like that. Yeah, like he's just yeah. fully into this weird character. Yeah, I think and it also works, it works because it's it's against the type. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of generally talking like with a tough guy voice, and it's like yeah. The world in 1996 was like, hey, look, it's Pee Wee. You know, why is he talking like this? You know, like, and yeah, I just think that's. But but he just he he tells a story of how like he he thinks he he, first of all he has a dossier that is just mugshots of different like there's gorillas and criminal monkeys. Yeah, and he shows them and he's like he looked like that one. And he's like, oh, and it's I I can't remember the name of it. Scientific name for Pongo something. Yeah, Pongo something. But yeah, but he's like, I got an idea where he came from. And he's like, oh, oh, really? How did he get into the? And he's like, he came from the sewers. (laughs) He's like, that doesn't sound right. And he's like, oh, trust me, have you ever been in the sewers? Yeah. And he just gets into this whole long story about he once saw a turtle the size of a Volkswagen down there. This is like the. Alligator movie we watched, right? Or yeah. Gator or whatever. Yeah. What, was what was the hell it was called? I don't remember. Gator. Was it just called? It wasn't Gator. because no. that's the. Yeah, that's right. I think it was Reynolds alligator. Movie, right? Huh? Alligator. Just alligator, yeah. With an exclamation point. Yeah, I, maybe. I think we wanted there to be an exclamation point. Yeah. But but anyway, he tells this whole story and he just gets up in <laughs> Jason Alexander's face and he's like, I haven't sat right on the toilet since. <laughs> and, then, and then he just gives this little wink at Jason Alexander and then walks away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was after he like used every little office tool on his desk as part of the props. It was just he just But does, none of them made any sense. No, no, he's just knocking card holders and pen holders and everything mm-hmm. over as he's like telling his tale. It's just it's all yeah. just hamming it up and yeah. like I said it's just it's shit like this that I love like when people come in and have roles like this in movies like this. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he actually finds Dunstan pretty quickly. And the yeah. kid is with him. The kid has sent security away to try and get them down to the kitchen to find, to get away from Dunstan. But then then Paul Rubens finds them, and they get away by tying his shoelaces together mm-hmm. because it's a kid's movie. Right. But he had a, uh, it, this was not a tranquilizer dart sh- shotgun. This was straight up blows out a window <laughs> shotgun. Sure, right. maybe. This was, a, this was a murder shotgun. Yeah, okay. th- this was monkey murder he had on the brain but but they get away and then it's it's he's just a presence through the rest of the movie then so now you've got you got lord fauntleroy trying to find him you've got paul rubens trying to find him jason alexander does believe the kid now after he's made him apologize earlier but but he's still on the like we got to capture or kill yeah he's like i have a i have a job right (laughs) my job depends on catching this goddamn so, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Uh, from here, the kids uh, apparently th- they get the they get Dunstan back to the room because when he escaped, he cut his hand on the glass. So, and the kid tracked the blood <laughs> to find him. Right, and he was like, "Oh shit!" Dunstan bleeds it's out. The only blood in this movie is like many monkey attacks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they they the, now the brother's in on it. Yeah, they, because they, the brother has helped him pull the glass yeah. out of the. They nurse him back to health somewhat, but yeah, they they hack into the hotel's database and book the royal suite or whatever it is <laughs> for the monkey, and then you know just to further like their case and that they're completely hopeless human beings, they they then go up there and kid party with the monkey, which is basically just let's destroy everything in the room in our dad's hotel. And order yeah. a ton of room service. Yeah, right. in in the most expensive suite in the hotel, they trash it. Yep. And then they hang out there for a while until somehow uh, Lord Rutledge also gains access to the computer system. He's all he's always had like that's how he figured out oh, what room or, the oh, Baroness okay. or whatever was in to okay. rob. But yeah, so he just looks at the room service bills and he's like, "Oh, a whole lot of bananas. I know where you are, man." That's not really what he sounds like, but doesn't my brain close enough? Yeah. Uh, then it just, it all kind of comes to a head at the, at that big ball. Like you knew it was going to, I mean, <laughs> the crystal ball. Yeah. I we mean, all it's... foresaw that it was going to go down at the crystal ball. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, you, you, it feels like a Benny Hill sequence is, is 
like kicking in because now Paul Rubens has shown up with like a bloodhound and Jason Alexander is like, get that dog the hell out of here. It's as much of a distraction yeah. as the, as and the Paul egg. Rubens is in a, like is wearing a suit like this lilac. Yeah. You know, he's wearing almost a dumb and dumber suit. Almost. Kind of, yeah. With almost. the frills and all the other stuff. But yeah, he's just conspicuously going around the party, like trying to mingle and not <laughs> doing it very well, mm-hmm. telling I, the same giant turtle story. And stuff. Yep, yeah, you. That is one of those good touches that, like, okay, that's why this guy has a career is because yeah. you, you enter a scene where he's in mid conversation mentioning the uh, Volkswagen to a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also when the when the guy comes by with champagne, he just goes, "Is it free?" And he goes, "Yeah," and so he slowly picks one up. And then slowly picks a second one up. Yeah. Plus, there's little touches that throughout the party he's becoming slowly more drunk, and it's not and it's not played for obvious laughs either. It's just he slightly stumbles a little bit more, and then when he's going, because of course you know Dunstan is in the room. The boys know it. They're trying to tell the dad to you know inconspicuously get the you know find him and whatever. Mm-hmm. Of course, the monkey is or the ape is running around under the tables. And Paul Rubens is searching for him under the tables, and there's lots of jokes there. And they've also discovered that Lord Rutledge was like, they have the evidence that he's not who he says he is. And they show him, because he's got the picture of Dunstan. Well, because he's actually straight up kidnapped and tied up a little kid, and then Dunstan frees him. That's how they get out and get sneaked down to this ball or whatever. Uh, But yes, the monkey ends up underneath somebody's table. Oh, he ends up under the... The critic guy, or he's not a critic, whatever, the Michelin star guy. Otho. Yeah. Uh, table. And then he flips out. And then, again, people are like, oh, that guy is just crazy. Until eventually some, some other guest, I think it's the fat opera lady, sees him finally. And then it becomes monkey mayhem as they're like, there's an ape in here. And everybody starts going nuts. Mm-hmm. But at some point, Paul Rubens gets out his trank gun, is going for a kill shot. And this is where his slight inebriation starts becoming more and more as he takes one shot, just wildly misses and is kind of drunkenly reloading another dart. But yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying it's, it's, well, it's, the kid a, it's some subtle, too, didn't yeah. like the kid knocked him over yeah. or something. Like it's that. some subtle stuff. I'm just saying it's like, it's, it's little stuff. Well, the, the first shot he just missed because of his slight drunkenness. Yeah. And then he, when he was reloading, the kid kicks him and that's what shoots. So, yeah. 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 Uh, Jason Alexander and, uh, and, uh, Rupert Everett, Lord Rutledge, they have a fight in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, yeah, they have like large kitchen utensils. Some of it's dumb, but some of it works because they go for it so hard. Like yeah. he has a, just a monster whisk, comically oversized whisk. I can't even imagine the scenario why you would need a whisk this large. Yeah. Like a whisk as tall as a man. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get you know, like kitchen but size. as tall as a, a orangutan. I mean, I get yes. like kitchen size, large you know, you're doing large preparation things, but like, I mean, this, this whisk looks like it would be for a giant, like an actual literal mm-hmm. giant to, right. To make things. So, but anyway, yeah. he is using it like a sword. I just, I love that with, yeah, they're using it as a sword cause they've been hitting each other with like different Pots implements. And, yeah. yeah. But and things when like he, when he hits it against whatever pan, the, uh, Rupert Murdoch or Rupert Murdoch, Jesus Christ, <laughs> uh, Lord Rutledge. I mean, is, he's evil. He's not that evil. Yeah. Uh, the, Lord Rutledge is holding and it just vibrates and goes, and they're both like, ah, yeah. Rutledge is holding a very large ladle. Yeah. A ladle the size of a, a red it, it fucks them both up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, there are actually some, some good sight gags in this. Uh, Jason Alexander grabs a bag of beans to hit Lord Rutledge with, but as he snatches it off of the uh, off of the counter, all of the beans fall out, mm-hmm. and so he just brushes <laughs> Lord Rutledge's face with the empty bag, which is yeah. that's a that's classic. I like that. Yeah. But yes, lots of shenanigans. He wins. They yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, win. he he basically he he chucks Lord Rutledge onto a table, mm-hmm. like yeah. grabs him by the belt, yep, and shoulder, and just fucking chucks him. Oh, we forgot to go through the whole like Lord Rutledge kidnapped the the younger son. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. said that he just I mean, he you say tied that? him up, yeah. and yeah, yeah, it's just it's and that's it, why it, Jason Alexander's like, oh, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where he comes back with the picture and the story that has been tied up, and here's the other monkey he had a brother in the right. act that you know it's it's insinuated that that monkey displeased him and this guy murdered him is what it keeps being insinuated because yes. he he's also right. got a weird like claw like a 
grabber thing in his cane that never really comes back up again. It's a, as Mikey said, it's like a, it's almost like the thing you would use to change a light bulb up really right. high. And it's also a sword cane. Sure, that too. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah, just like it's a general, multifunction. It's a like general it's penguin a... style cane. <laughs> right. <laughs> just whatever you want it to be. But yeah, I mean, it all just basically wins. Like the they catch him, they catch him with the jewels because I guess you know, I guess Dunstan still had him in his little fanny pack thing. I guess. I guess the whole time or Must whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, he, uh, Jason Alexander basically. I don't think he. he or she had already fallen in the cake because of Dunstan. But yeah, Faye, Dunstan Faye, tackled her. Yeah, in Faye the Dunaway cake. got tackled into the giant cake. You know, the comedic cake that is there for just for somebody to fall into. Like, no humans have ever made a cake that size if somebody wasn't either going to come out of it or go into it. Right. Um, but, <laughs> and and then, you know, he basically quits by throwing more cake in her face and my kids are more important, blah, blah, blah. Because mm-hmm. she's like, hey, this is all your fault if your kids had been here, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Last straw. All he that, chooses right. family. And throws cake in her face. Yeah. Chooses over his career, but then... His her her sugar daddy comes back with a, a new the lady, actual, maybe. Yeah, the actual owner <laughs> yeah. of the hotel. With a new lady, it's just insinuating that he has a side piece or something. I don't know. But I think it's. I think he's definitely replaced her. Maybe. And also, this woman is wearing the pinkest dress, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's supposed to mirror the fact that Faye Dunaway's dress was pink the last time we saw her, mm-hmm. or not. I don't, don't know. know. It could be symbolism there. I don't know. Makes sense. Some but uh, symbology. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and it's just like, no, I like your style. Like, I want you to keep running this place. And Jason Alexander's like, no, I need something a little lower stress. And so he becomes the manager of the the majestic Bali. Yes. Yeah. So. Oh. And then guess who shows up? It's. Oh, Bolognese uh, Beachside and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, fitting what's his name from the magazine shows up, and Jason Alexander is trying to. Ad- assure him that he will have a stress-free and problem-free and event-free stay and then they pan up and Dunstan is in the tree with a lady orangutan and a baby orangutan and a coconut mm-hmm. Dunstan been busy yeah yeah Dunstan fucks in <laughs> and then <laughs> nailed it and then the movie goes out with um him throwing the coconut at, yeah he, uh, he brains that guy yeah. to death yeah yeah he murders that man with a coconut that dude's head exploded like a goddamn watermelon yeah and that's how the movie ends on a gruesome gruesome death mm-hmm. the end i mean i think that thing fell from like six foot seven foot eight foot high <laughs> <laughs> i get it come mr bali man <laughs> give that orangutan a banana yeah Oh man, I don't even know how to rate this fucking. Yes, thing. I know that was like that was a total full circle thing. It, it kind of yeah. was. Oh, I'm going to give this movie uh, two bags. I do not like it. Jason Alexander and Paul Rubens do not save it. I don't like this movie at all. I. It's just the kids are so fucking annoying. And, They're 90s kids. And the monkey is doing... There's just so much typical monkey bullshit. Like, you know, like every time you've seen an orangutan show up in a movie, he does, he does the same six things. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, fine. I get it. It's not... It's, it's just you, not that Why are you funny. species shaming? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. It's just the... Okay. That's all they can do, man. I, I do like you're that... Next you're going to be like, hey, bend your thumb. I do like that <laughs> on, Paul Rubens it. has an argument with the monkey just doing the... <laughs> Yeah, things at each other. There are good things in this movie, yeah. and I have talked about them. So I don't feel bad about giving it a bags rating. Um, and yeah, man, I could go one bag. I could go one jocks either way. But I think I'm going a bag just because. God, I fucking hated those kids, and I just. I know it's so movies work, but I just hate characters just being completely oblivious of the environment around them at all times. Yeah. You know, like that shit just, I, I, I know that's the basis of so much comedy, but it just, it, it never works for me. It always just makes me more angry than, than jocular. So. Or jocular. Yeah. This is definitely not jocular because I have given it one bag. (sighs) 
it pains me too, but I got to follow suit. And I think that's because we didn't really, I never really talked about my family values <laughs> section of this movie. So here's a time. Oh, okay. Yes. You, you promised this in the beginning. I did. I did promise this. So I said I didn't want to front load it. So I'll, yeah. I'll back load it. This is your chance. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, if, if the, the models of the characters themselves aren't bad enough examples for kids to follow, just as, you know, how to exist or be, um, how to ruin your father's life. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, it's almost bad to even try to have any kind of argument about this because this movie didn't bother you with any kind of backstory. I mean, it's just like, dead mom, don't know. You know, like one line or two here and there that might make it mean something. Because like the youngest kid is like, night mom, when J- Jason Alex is there, he's tucking him in and he's just like, oh, you still say so goodnight to your mom, do you? And it's like, never comes up again, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> doesn't, you know, it's just like, yeah, well, you're still talking to your dead mom. Huh? It's just to show that he yeah. cares about his children. Sure. But uh but then, you know, like if you look at it from like a oh well, maybe it's about the parents doing the right thing. Well, when at a certain point it's basically like, Oh look, Jason Alexander's getting everything together. He's gonna nail this kind of useless thing that only means something to Faye Dunaway extra star review by micromanaging everyone in the hotel, like down to like, no, that's not that's not far enough between the wine glass and the dessert tray or, you know, like mm-hmm. he's got like a ruler out and all this like dumb shit. And it's like, is that really the example you want to set of like, I, f- mm. I feel like they're, what they were trying to do mm-hmm. was show that he has great attention to detail. And that's what makes this successful. Sure. Like, so you're right that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily come off right. But no. I don't think that's what they were intending. Yeah. They just failed in their execution. It's so much of the nineties is yeah. they didn't yeah. intend this, but here's the message. <laughs> right. That's what that's what I, I mean. Know. It's like maybe we just you know, write this off as like do not live your life by any of the examples shown in this movie. That's probably mm-hmm. an easier way to cite it, is that no one is behaving at at any point in the character arc are they behaving like someone you would want them to, like in the lead up to where they're reconciling to when they actually have a resolution. It doesn't really ever get to a place where it's like you know maybe it's arguable at the end but like even still not really like you haven't really like found responsibility or taken your kids to somewhere responsible you've taken them to a permanent vacation spot where they can continue to live carefree mm-hmm. and oblivious the only so. person who's who seems to be doing it mostly right is the old man who owns the that's oh you know. we didn't even talk about the same <laughs> god we like one of the other kind of like Hinting at being comically funny, not yeah. only really for like one little punctuation bit, but there is a scene where when Faye Dunaway first arrives and she's just gotten through yelling at all of the staff, she she's going to meet with Jason Alexander and he's talking with the youngest kid. He doesn't have time to get him out of his office, so he's just like, here, hide under a desk. But his desk isn't really one of those like solid desks. It's just got lattice work, mm-hmm. like where your legs would be. Mm-hmm. And... It's not George compatible. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Um, and so, like, he's trying to, like, you know, hide the kid. And, like, the kid won't shut up and keeps talking. And so he keeps having to pretend that he was making the weird noise, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole, like... That old chestnut. Just that old comedy thing of, like, hide the obvious thing in the room. And it somehow works because, like, Faye Dunaway walks out of the room and never knew the kid was there despite all these dumb mm-hmm. things happening. And then the whole scene is sold because the... The old guy who seems completely oblivious to everything, who's just like, I married a, I married Faye Dunaway. She's, she's running everything now. He's just like, you know, you got a kid under your desk. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, did you know there's a small child <laughs> yeah, under your desk? And I just, it's like, that makes that scene all work somehow. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's little touches like that. But yeah, I got to follow with the one bag just because it's like, man, just do better in like writing people. Like, I mean, you know, you can't be you know, like your script can't be all premise, you know. Like it, it just mm-hmm. can't. You know, you've got to have some character and also yeah. maybe some decent character. Like you know, maybe make somebody likable or not a shit heel. Yeah, in some way. Yeah. yeah. Who's supposed to be the like? Is there? I guess it's Jason Alexander. I mean, I think. I mean, you know, this the audience cipher is clearly the younger kid. I mean, that's your like, that's your it's your target audience. Yeah, that's your I target guess. audience person there. Yeah, but that kid's an asshole. He is. Yeah, he is. I mean, most kids are assholes. So you're not wrong. 
Sorry, a, people there, out there with kids. They're there's assholes. A, there's a few that it. aren't. I mean, I, I feel but like even they few, can be like assholes six. every once in a while. There's like six kids. I mean, I feel assholes. like the kids that I do like are, are the ones that are kind of assholes and they know it, like snarky. Like, that's the ones I like appreciate. I'm like, oh, all right. You got a little lip on you. Like, go we little got a, person. a little pizzazz, but they're not shitheads about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just like precocious, perhaps. Maybe, maybe that's better. Maybe that's better than snark. Yeah. As long as you can shoot them a look and they shut it down. Okay. That's the key. You'd be like, not now, and they're like, fine. Those, those are those kids are keepers. <laughs> don't give them up for adoption. Yeah, hang on to them. Don't throw this those kids away. Yeah, all the other ones. Throw don't them away. throw them out with the bathwater. Right. Which oh. is not a thing people do anymore. No, people don't throw out their bathwater anymore. No. Anyhow. They sell it on the internet. Well, since right. we're kings of, kings of segways here uh, on this podcast, why yeah. don't we, so we see what we can do about throwing babies away with bathwater and contact information? Uh, sure. Uh, if you would like our contact information, then uh, it is right here. The Garfield phone is nine zero four. I almost gave a, I almost gave out my home phone number. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Please give it out. <laughs> Wait, let me pull it up so I can. <laughs> nope. Burnout, man. It's it's mm, real. It is real. The Garfield phone is 910-5-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. Give us a call. Tell us about your day. Tell us about your hotel stories. Uh, check in on us, if you will. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been the that would have been the segue for me. Mm-hmm. God damn it, idiot. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not giving out my phone number on the internet. Um, if you want to email us. The number is. <laughs> I am just fucked up. So fucked up. If you want to email us, uh, bmf at bmfcast.com. The website is bmfcast.com. Give us money is patreon.com slash bmfcast. Thank you to all of our patrons, past, present, and future. Yep. It keeps the lights on. And check out live streams, youtube.com slash bmfcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, check like out our Discord. Plenty of people have tonight. Yes. Once again. Yes, I see Hula and Kyle and Philip. Here's your fun fact. La Quinta Inn means the check in. Because the check is La Quinta or the bill. But yes, so La Quinta Inn is literally the check in. So So it's crazy. So the Spanish version was Dunta. I was just saying, yeah, Dunstan La Quinta Inn. Yeah, La Quinta Inn. Yeah. Anyway. Let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. I am Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And this is Banffcast. Oh. <laughs>